0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the Fire and Ice podcast. Preseason for the Devils has been a very productive week to say the least. The last time I did a recording I touched on the first two games and now I'm just going to kind of take a dive into what has recently transpired. There's plenty to cover, so buckle up and get ready. Uh, Prior to... After the last game, the Devils took on the Rangers. They started the preseason two and zero, looking very good in the first two games played. And they go into Manhattan and they escape with a five two victory. And it was another solid outing by the Devils. They looked strong defensively. They got good goaltending. A uh, good bit of regulars were held out of the lineup but you saw some other guys really step up and look really well for the Devils in this game. Um, So the regulars that were held out of this game, you didn't have Jack Hughes. Nico Heischer just suffered an injury. You had Bratton Palat down. Mackenzie Blackwood was supposed to get the start, but due to illness, he was held out of the game, so they went with Vitek Vanacek. And the Rangers get the party started early, you know, shorthanded. Come in two-on-one, Fox, beautiful pass, cross ice, finds Kreider, open net, easy goal. No big deal. The Devils respond very well. And that was one thing I kind of noticed that was kind of a good thing. Something that sort of was missing last year is just a somewhat of a lack of response sometimes. Um, I mean, there were times where the Devils looked really good and there's times where you know something like this would happen, and they wouldn't look good. You know the remainder of the game, but they responded very well. Uh, Dougie Hamilton had a very strong game, um, and just a beautiful stretch pass diagonally across the ice, and finds a speedy Miles Wood, who has no issue ripping a shot past Igor Shostarkin. He's another one that's had a very good preseason so far miles wood doing miles wood type things playing with his speed his shot his physicality just something the devils were missing in that lineup and he looked good with eric Halla the night prior against the islanders so just to see him kind of pick things up a little bit and just really being noticeable in these preseason games i mean I know they only signed him for one year, but the fact that they have him back in the fold and back, you know, just being himself now that he's healthy, it's just great for the Devils to have, you know, and Dougie Hamilton not only gets the assist, but not even moments later, he takes a pass and rips it from the face off dot and the Devils have a 2-1 lead finishing, you know, in the first period and. You know, it's only preseason, but at the same time, these are encouraging things that are happening right now with the Devils. It's exciting to watch, and it's just great to see. Uh, The Devils absolutely dominate, again, 5-on-5. That's something they've done the last two games, is being a very dominant, even-strength team. Uh, They were dominant, all-even strength last season. They were one of the top... The top teams at even strength in course four and they had the 10th most goals at even strength among all teams played which is crazy to think about considering you know their record last year but you know they finished the, the period out shooting them 10 to 5. Uh, they had a course four of 60 percent uh, just a very good period for the New Jersey Devils and the second period you know, a little bit lower scoring, but the devils dig it on the board. And another guy that's kind of stepped up in this preseason, Nate Bastion. Uh just beautiful just beautiful skating right down the boards, Cut sharply, you know, edging his way to the front of the net and just roofs a shot past. I mean, just just another great, great play by him. And you're seeing these, you know, bottom six guys just kind of being really noticeable. In this preseason play, um, it's you know it's just something you want as you're in these preseason games is seeing other guys step up that aren't your top guys. Uh, the Devils absolutely just dominated at this point throughout the game. They outshot the Rangers twenty-five to twelve. Um, just pure dominance from the Devils in Manhattan, and just the remainder of the way they just kind of took control. Uh, Thomas Tatar just comes in with great speed, cuts through the slot, and absolutely roofs a perfectly placed backhander shot. He's been great this preseason. Seems like he's playing with, you know, some fire under his skin and just a chip on his shoulder. Like, you know, he's really showing that what he was missing last year with his game. It looks better. Uh, it's really nice to see. And if he can keep playing this way, the Devils will have a very balanced lineup you know he can be that depth scoring if you know things up front in the top six aren't going great Eric Hall caps it off with an empty net goal and props to Alexei Lafreniere beautiful shorthanded goal just constant effort Uh, just something you'd like to see in general if you're just a hockey fan Um, I mean I'm not going to slander you know opposing teams that's just not really my style I mean I might joke around here and there but just a great overall effort. He just didn't give up on the play. And that was the only other goal that they had. But the Devils, you know, at this point, they were 3-0 in preseason. Uh, Vanacek wasn't overly tested, but he looked good. Uh, the Devils dominated even strength, but their penalty ki- their penalty kill was perfect. Their power play was 0-5. They did allow two shorthanded goals, which... You know, obviously isn't something that you want. And last year they allowed a pretty good bit of them on the man advantage. So it's something you definitely want cleaned up. But the only, you know, the argument that can be made is they don't have their regulars, they don't have their top guys, they pretty much are just kind of you know, throwing who they can in that lineup and just hoping it works out for that night. But definitely something going into the regular season you want to see be better, especially given how the power play was last year. Um, even strength, again, dominated. They had a 58.46 core side four percentage. They dominated every period. Uh, it's really good to see Dougie Hamilton had a multi-point game, and so did Nate Bastion. Dougie Hamilton, uh, you know, we're hoping that he's healthy, which he looks. He looks great this preseason so far up until this given point, and you got to hope he's healthy. Last year just obviously didn't go the way he wanted to. He didn't have the greatest year, had a broken jaw, just kind of never found his footing when he got back. Wasn't 100%. But he had a goal and two assists, and he had a goal two nights ago. So coming into tonight after this game concluded in Manhattan, he, he's he got two goals and two assists. It's, it's good to see. Uh, Vanacek was great. Had a .64 goal saved above expected, and that's just something we were not able to say about any Devils goaltender last year. Um, It was unbelievable um, how bad the goaltending really was. Um, But either way, I mean, just another great game by the New Jersey Devils. They played fantastic. And it's just, it's been great. It's been great to see, and... Just thankfully it, you know, turned out to be a win. Uh the next night did not go in the favor of the New Jersey Devils at all. Uh they came back home and faced the New York Rangers again. Uh this time Mackenzie Blackwood got the got the game started. Uh he's healthy again, which is great. Um the first period was just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um the Devils were outshot 17 to two. For a team that was so dominant at even strength, it was just not the case in this game. The Rangers came out flying. They definitely had more regulars in their lineup. Uh, Blackwood stood very tall. Uh, he he stopped everything he faced in that first frame. Um, he overall throughout the game, he stopped 35 of 37 shots. And if it really was not for Mackenzie Blackwood, that game would have had the doors blown off of it in the first period. Uh, the Devils should, should not have even been in this game. Uh, it was a two, one loss, but they should have not been in this game at all. Uh, no way. Um, but you know, they, the devil's just got worked. They got outworked. They got out muscled and, It showed not so much on the scoreboard, but it showed. Um, but coming, you know, coming into this game, momentum was on their side. They looked good in every preseason game they played so far, and they just got obliterated. Um, Just that first period alone, for just a note standpoint of how bad it really was, the Rangers had 34 shot attempts, four high dangerous chances, to the Devils' six shot attempts, and one high danger. Alone, Blackwood stopped 1.17 goals above expected, which is absolutely insane. The other insane thing, the Devils were the ones that struck first. Who would have thought, after being peppered, they're the ones that actually got on the scoreboard. So the H2O line is what they call them, of Hughes, Heisher, and Pallott. And it was Pallott who kind of throws the puck across the zone after the puck kind of made its way to the corner, and Jack Hughes just sets himself up right there in the face-off circle and just rips one top shelf past Louis Domingue. And the Devils have a one nothing lead you can't really complain there. I mean, you know, to, to be getting peppered like that and to score the first goal, I mean, it does something for your team. It gives you motivation. It gives you a boost. You know, gives you a sense of confidence going in. Like, okay, like, you know what? Like, this is <laughs> this is good. You know, maybe we can feed off that and build upon it. But you know what? After that, um, you know, for a, for a relatively even second period, you know, at the end of the day, the Rangers did come back. They they found a way to come back. They cashed in on two goals. A cross-ice pass uh, found Artemi Panarin's stick. And he hits one low blocker side on Mackenzie Blackwood. Just a beautifully placed shot. You really, really can't... I mean, you can fault Blackwood, I guess, if you want. But just, you know, a goal scorer's goal. You know, just perfectly placed shot. And Keandre Miller, he just finds one top shelf, top cheese... Uh, just right there over Blackwood. Uh, it's just you know what you, you know. The Devils for, for getting as peppered as they did, uh, they definitely they definitely at least showed fight. Um, you, you can't really fault them, you know, for a game they were absolutely outplayed in. They they made the most of their opportunities, and they showed a little bit of fight in them. And you know that's the most you can really ask for in a game where you're absolutely getting outplayed. They kept it close. They kept it tight. But in the end, they they fell short, and they have a three and one record. It's not the worst. It's not the end of the world. But you know, overall, it was a it was a fairly good game. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood probably the best he looked in all his games. Um, he posted a nine four six save percentage and a .71 goals above expected. Uh, something he rarely did last year was that. And it's just an encouraging sign, if you're a Devils fan, just seeing how much he's bouncing back. I know I talked about it in the last episode, Blackwood's brilliance. And he follows it up with another performance where he was brilliant. The goaltending has been great. It's it's wonderful seeing it. And again, the, the H2O line was the best line of the game. They led the way in percentage. With a 54.55 course I-4 and a 56.71 expected goals 4 percentage. I mean, it's it's great. And those are very strong figures if you're breaking it down from an offensive standpoint. And you really, you really can't go wrong. And the H2O line has literally been one of the better lines up until this point. Uh, Hughes has two goals with five shots. Holtz has one assist with six shots on goal, and Pilot has two assists with one shot on goal. It's only preseason, but this was a line that made head coach Lindy Ruff very happy in training camp, and it's being put on display in preseason. It's a line that could very well stay together, um, obviously given the you know roster movements that have gone on today, which we will touch on a little bit later in the episode, but this is a line that, you know, it's, it's definitely trial and error, I guess you can say. But, you know, after looking good in training camp, it's looking good on the ice in preseason games. You know, hopefully it's something that can stay together against the Philadelphia Flyers come opening night. But why not? I mean, it'd be a great line, very balanced. And the line kind of has a little bit of everything you would want to maybe be successful in a line. You know, Palat's a good player who isn't afraid to go into the corners, forecheck, go to the greasy areas to get pucks, you know, kind of does the dirty work to get those two skill guys open. Uh His two-way game is great. Um, You know, that that's something that the Devils maybe, you know, lacked on a line. Holtz has good finishing ability, which he displayed last year with the Utica Comets. And also, you know, his his passing ability. I mean, you know, some of the, so, like his vision, his hockey IQ, the pass he had on Hughes's goal, it, you know, Just stuff like that, doing the little things offensively, and he's looked really good. Um, And Hughes, you know what Hughes is going to do, his skill, his speed. He's going to generate offense with his speed and his playmaking ability. It's just a perfect recipe for success. Uh, The line has done great. They really have. Um, You know, just in the the two games they've played up until this point, you know, they're— You know, they had a 55.45 Corsi 4, and the next best line in this game against the Rangers was 42.86. I mean, it's just how important this line is and the impact they make. They scored the lone goal. You know, production's been good, and they have a case to be made. They really do. The case being made is just the fact that they've been good, they've shown they've had chemistry together, and they feel comfortable playing with each other, and... It's kind of the point where you should just give them the opportunity, still, even afterwards. You know, go ahead and let them, you know, let them play together. And I I, that that's my that's my take on the H two O line. I hope they stay together. I hope they play together. And it's been it's been good. It's really been. And following that up, we have another game, <laughs> which was last night. Uh, the Devils lost huge to the New York Islanders. I mean, it wasn't even funny. Uh, they are coming off a shootout victory, a shutout victory, against the Boston Bruins where Thomas Tatar scored the lone goal. Um, overall, just a fairly tight contest, but the Devils did come out on top and did a lot of good things. But this Islanders game was was bad in, in multiple ways. I mean, we're getting to the point now in this preseason where you know the Ross the roster final finalizations are coming um, a lot of regulars were out but you did have Severson and Graves play Kevin Ball Brendan Smith Nemich Blackwood was in net up front you had Clark McLeod Wood Boquist Zetterlin and Holtz was your top six uh, the Islanders had a bunch of their regulars in the lineup so it wasn't even like it was It doesn't matter that it's, like, fair, but, you know, the Devils were, you know, a shortened lineup going up against a lot of regulars. Um, First period was very back and forth. Uh, Ryan Graves gets the party started. Uh, Damon Severson, beautiful silky moves at the blue line to kind of wheel his way around the defender, give it to Ryan Graves, who rips it from the face-off dot. But from there, it was all Islanders. Trying to get the puck out. I mean, it, it was just a silly... It, it was a nice nice keep of the blue line by Ryan Pulak. You can't really go wrong there. Like you got to give him credit. You know, jumping up, catching it with his glove, putting it back down. You know, he really kept the puck in after, off a flip of trying to get it out of the zone. Springs Barzell right up the middle for the tying goal. Uh, and then... Off an odd man rush, they find Dobson in the slot not even two minutes later, and the Devils got outshot. They got outplayed at even strength. You know, it just wasn't a great game, not a great period for the Devils. You know, second period, same thing. Saw You know, scoring was back and forth, a little seesaw affair this game. Uh, Graham Clark, he's had a very good preseason, I thought. Um, he, he did... Uh, make the cut. He he is going down to the AHL, but he ha- but he showed a lot of promise in the games he was in. You know he f- Fabian Zerlin skates in, finds Clark in the slot, rips a shot. Foralov gives up the rebound. Clark picks it up. Beautiful backhand. It's you know tied up. The game's tied. Well, not for long. uh Just a <laughs> just a deflection past Blackwood. Not really much he can do there it is what it is obviously it still counts against him but it was just it was honestly all islanders from here at this point i mean the beauvillier goal alone just so many silly turnovers like the i think someone col- like just toppled over blackwood a turnover trying to clear the puck out and then it just ends up in the back of the net i mean just the turnovers alone on the on these last two goals same thing on the ratte goal he goes ahead finds a loose puck in the slot fires it past blackwood and at this point the game was over it's 5 to 2 the devils got killed uh, the islanders literally control possession 75% of the period which is absolutely insane but it just the devils got outplayed they definitely got outworked they got out hustled uh, the Devils finished with a 41.56 Corsai for four to end the game. It just, you know, despite the Islanders being in penalty trouble, the Devils cashed in only once on the power play, killed their lone chance on the PK. Uh, they, uh, Blackwood had his worst outing. Um, he's been very good up until this point, so really just to say, I mean, I guess he was due for a bad outing. It's not something you want to see. Finished with a point eight zero eight safe percentage and allowed... 2.69 goals above expected. He was not doing that in the preseason, but it's something he definitely did last year. It's not a cause for concern, but it it just was it was just not a good hockey game for the Devils in general. Um Clark again, he he just he did good, scored a goal, had six shots. He was really the bright spot of this game. It's unfortunate he won't make the roster, but it's not exactly the end of the world um it's just it, it it is what it is <laughs> um you know depending on what actually happens with the team you know he he really could find his way back into into the lineup i mean he he really could uh, you never know what can happen throughout the year but you know f- a really good stat to look at. You know, let's just we we can take this Islanders game and just chuck it out the window. You know, we don't need it. It's not fun. It, they got killed. They didn't play good. Up until that game, though, the the two devils starters have had very good outings. Five point seven six goals above expected, nine point five two save percentage, which is the fourth best in preseason. Mackenzie Blackwood has posted a .943 save percentage, and Vitek Vanacek has posted a .945 save percentage. Okay, yes, the sample size is small; it is, it's very small. But at the end of the day, it's not—it's not horrible um, to the point where we need to panic. It's a small sample size, but you know what? That's positivity. The Devils' goaltending was bad. They posted the worst save percentage. They used the most goalies. Overall, it was just it's just not a good game. Not a good game at all. Um, the Devils close out the preseason Saturday against the Boston Bruins in Boston at TD Garden, and they go ahead and wrap up the preseason before finally getting... To Philly. And guess what, hockey fans? It's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting sports sponsor of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. You know, you got... The first opening night for the Devils. You got a game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That would be great. Bet bet on that. That would be exciting. Why? Could be an easy cash out. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets. Like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and, for, and more for your shot at even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe. And reliable and secure. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. The DraftKings Sportsbook app now uses promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, with that, we do have roster moves. And the Devils have made quite a few. And there's a few of those who got cut. Um, Andreas Janssen got waived. Um, That is actually, I want to say that's good news. And you don't want to root for a guy to get waived. But at the same time, it kind of opens up the room for a guy like Fabian Zetterlin. It kind of sounds like he's... it's his time. It's his time to shine. It's his time to make the lineup. And it's really unfortunate for Jansen because that trade from Toronto seemed a little promising. Uh, It seemed like something that would have benefited the lineup. I don't know if it was just a product of who he was playing with in Toronto, but at the same time, it just hasn't worked out. He hasn't looked really good in preseason, and you got a bunch of these other young guys that are really working their tails off to fight for spots and earn their spots on the team. And it's, it's just – it's unfortunate Uh, for him, but a necessary move for the Devils. And obviously more moves will come. The Devils have 26 players remaining in training camp. Uh, The opening roster needs to be submitted by Monday at 5 o'clock. So three moves that will be made, uh, and it won't include Jonathan Burnett, who's probably going to be on the IR because he's still recovering from hip surgery. So uh, Akira Schmid and Nico Dawes went down. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's expected. I mean, they're rolling with Blackwood and Vanacek, so these two can actually get good development in the minors. Not the end of the world. I did like Nico Dawes last year, but you can just tell he's not NHL ready. Uh, Riley Walsh is an interesting case. Oh my, God. it's it's unfortunate because he he's not bad, but there at this point there's just no room for him. And at this point, the devil should at least just trade him and just see what they can get for him because he's just not going to make the roster. You have a guy like Kevin Ball, who is still is still in play to make the opening roster. He has a very good chance of actually being the third pair. Uh, he can very well play with John Marino. Uh, him and Brennan Smith can both toggle out and be the extra defenseman. Uh, Nikita o- Okotiuk. Can't ever pronounce his name right, but... Yeah, him being uh, sent to the minors is definitely uh, needed. Granted, he's physical. It's Devils fans like it because he's not afraid to hit people, not afraid to drop the gloves. But my God, he is so bad. (laughs) Like, Like the game against Montreal, it was to the point where Montreal had their better shifts when he was on the ice. At one point, they pinned him in their own zone for three minutes. Uh, last game, he had a minus 22 Corsi 4 rel percent, which is his impact uh, is <laughs> on the bench. It's better for him to be on the bench than it is for him to be on the ice. Um, not a surprising move there. Uh, it sucks to see Clark and Foot go down, but I think if Clark really has a good showing in – In Utica this year, I really do think he can make the opening roster at some point. I think he can be called up. Uh, If somebody's game is bad, I think he can be in the mix. He had a good preseason. He showed some good things. Might not have the room right now. Maybe some other guys, but it's kind of looking like Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin are going to make the roster, which is great. Um, I'm very excited to see what the opening night roster is. And that will kind of lead into the next Devils thing is the preview. Uh, We'll definitely be doing preview of the Philadelphia Flyers. And we'll talk about the opening night roster and what possible line combinations and... Other good things there. Uh, as for Nico Heischer, he undergoes a few tests. Uh, not really anything updated left on him per Lindy Ruff. It's just... It, it, he's not going to give up much. It's I guess it's fine. But overall, yeah, you just got to hope he's not out long-term. Because if he is, the Devils are... I wouldn't say they're in trouble, but it'll definitely put a damper on things for sure. Um, but going to take a quick break, and then we are going to dive into some overall hockey news. A lot has happened. All right, we are back, and we're going to talk some hockey news. A lot's happened, uh, just some other things that have just gone on around the league. This is definitely a devil show through and through, but I'm also a hockey fan. So being a hockey fan, I want to talk about hockey news as well. I don't just want to talk about the devils. Um, I mean, I know it's only preseason, but I still want to talk about other things that are going on too. Obviously, to keep other fans just engaged as well. Um, You know, at the end of the day, you know, this is the game we love the most. And we're going to make it that way. So, a lot of contracts have happened. And I know things are trying to get finalized. And there's plenty of things that have happened that make the world go round for the NHL. And creating somewhat of chaos. And making fan bases happy or making fan bases sad. So... Jake Allen signed a two-year deal. Good value for them. You get a goalie that you can at least count on to be your starter. I'm not really quite sure if the other two, they're young. I'm not sure if they're ready to take that mantle yet. If this really is the end for Carey Price, hats off to him. What a great career that guy's had. What a fantastic just he was one of the best of his generation. I mean, you go down that long list of guys who played alongside of him through that time period. I mean, he was a just a treat to watch. Um so Jake Allen signs a two-year deal, good value. Uh it's a good signing. He's not horrible. I mean, this is not a Montreal team by no means that's going to make the playoffs. They're 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 not a playoff team. But you have a guy like Marty San Luis who's gonna kinda pick things up a little bit. He's gonna go ahead and you know, he's going to, you know, at least make them play better. You saw what he did with Caulfield. Caulfield was a completely different player <laughs> that entire second half once he stepped in. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Caulfield alone scores like 40 goals this year. Um, he's, he's looked pretty decent in preseason from what I've gotten to watch. Um, he looked great to end the year. He's, he's an easy kid to root for, but good for Montreal getting that done. Uh, the other news that everybody—well, I don't know if everybody has, but I know Dallas Stars fans have, and they finally got Jason Robertson signed. And I don't know what uh, Jim Neal did, but hats off to him. He got he got four years at seven point four million a year. Okay, I don't know if the rumor was ten. I don't know if the rumor was eight and a half. I I don't know what exactly Robertson wanted. I don't know if it was the years. I don't know if it was the term. But four years at seven point four million is great. Um, If you want to, if you want to look long term for a second at contracts, okay. Ben is up in two years. Uh, Mason Marchment is up in four years. At the same time, Robertson is. The cap is going to rise within this time period. So you know what? If Robertson can basically just ball out and just have the time of his life and just consistently keep doing what he did last year, he's going to have no problem getting another contract. And it's definitely going to be higher than the $7.4 million. This is definitely a bargain deal. Um, I thought personally he would get Way more than $7.4 million. Uh, and, and that's just going off what these other contracts were. Stutzla, Thompson, Kyrou. I figured he'd be in the same ballpark as those. Maybe a hair more. Not really sure how much. But overall, this is a great signing. Uh, the Dallas Stars get their top goal scorer back. Uh, their top line is very... It's back and intact. Uh, so the so the other player we get to watch out for next year is Ropey Hintz. But... Um, that's, that's a team too that I personally think they're, they're probably my most interesting team to watch for, uh, for many reasons. Um, you, you don't know, they didn't do a lot in free agency because they didn't have an ample amount of cap space. Okay. They signed Marchmont, Very good signing, by the way. He's a very complete player. Um, a lot of the things he did last year was on the third line in Florida. I mean, they were stacked. They had depth, but You know, he's probably going to get top six minutes, and I wouldn't be surprised. But you're also looking at bounce-back years from Sagan and Ben. Like, you have to have bounce-back from one of those. I think, you know, we shouldn't just wave the towel on Ben, but it's like, all right, the guy's getting older you know, it is what it is. You know, he is who he is. He does other little things. I guess you can just complain about his contract, but it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do now? But Sagan has so much term left on his that he absolutely has to have, to, have to, has to have a bounce back year. And I think under DeBoer, you'll see some other things, some better things from this group. But overall, it's how they put it together. They got a lot of young kids that might be coming up. <clears throat> this Johnston kid seems like the real deal. I think this team does need a youthful spark. They need some young blood in this lineup. Um, it's just it'd be really difficult to to have them, you know, not do so good with all these veterans they have, but getting this youthful mix in the fold could do the team some good. I think you're gonna have a big year at Miro Haskinen. He essentially, you know fills in for Klingberg, and I think under DeBoer, which he's like a magician getting production out of his back end, you'll see a big year from him. It wouldn't surprise me if he's in Norris conversations. And the Nils-Lundquist trade has worked out, I'd say, very well. We, We can say what we want about what Dallas gave up, but so far in preseason, he's looked very good. And I expect him to be in the lineup. Um And Jake Ottinger, he's signed now. So they have this group intact, and they have it together and just ride it out. I think it'll be a very interesting team to watch. They should finish top four in the division, whether they make the playoffs or not. Depends how competitive everybody else is. But overall, good good for getting this done before the season starts, because you did not want to start the year. With him on the sidelines because you couldn't strike a deal. So good for both parties. Good for Robertson. I hope the kid goes out and has a great year. Another contract that got signed. Islanders signed Matt Barzell, eight years, nine point one five million. Whether you want to say it's an overpay or not is fine, but they get their star they get their star center locked up for the for the foreseeable future. Um, good for the Islanders at this point get the get the guy a winger get somebody legitimate that he can play with you know this whole i don't know it's just like this whole thing of lack of offense i mean i know they were stuck in like trotz's system but the guy is so dynamic he's he plays with great speed he's got silky mitts he can score big goals you know you want to see him be himself but man, he needs somebody to play with. I mean I'm not pooping on the Islanders by no means, but it's just they don't have a winger for him to play with. And you don't want to waste his just all these years with him. You know, I mean I like Anders Lee. I mean, you gotta hope Bavilia at least turns a corner somewhere. I I mean you just you wanna you just want him to have a legit winger and I know they got cap salary problems and, you know, maybe some guys need to go. But, I mean, get just go get the guy a winger, Lou. I mean, you know, just do it. You, you know you need to. But I like Barzell. He's a very fun kid to watch. Um, so good for the Islanders getting that done. I mean, I do expect them to have a better season. I think I don't think last year was like a fluke. But they just, man, they had a brutal year. Like, they started their whole season on the road. Yeah, I mean, they just injury-riddled. They just never found their way. But overall, they're bringing the same team back. Lou's got confidence. So hopefully the new coach can kind of spark them and maybe get them going in the right direction. And, you know, it'll be fun to watch. The Metro's going to be a dogfight this year, you know, with the Devils included. You know, everybody's in the mix and, you know, the puck bounces one way or the other. I mean, anything can happen. It's going to be a dogfight, but it's going to be a good hockey year. Another deal that finally got done, um, it kind of was toying with you know, whether it would get done or not, was uh, Mackenzie Wegar uh, signed an eight-year, $6.25 million extension. I got to tip my hat to the Calgary Flames. Not too many teams would lose their... Top two wingers they're star players and somehow make out on the better end of things you 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 swap Huberdeau and kachuk two people that both surpass the century point mark okay well you also add wegar who's a very good top four defenseman he's good in transition he's good in his own end he's he produces everything you'd want a defenseman like he's very good. Florida definitely overpaid for a good chuck, which is fine, but good for the flames making out the way they did. Also getting a first round pick out of the deal just absolutely nuts, man. like it was an NBA type trade, but the trade is now solidified. It just remains to be seen how these teams both do after the trade. You know How's Florida going to do? How are the Flames going to do? And the Flames got deeper. Let's not forget they signed Kadri. So they're deeper down the middle. They, they got more balance on the back end. They still got really good goaltending. Uh, for the most part, the team is very much the same up front, minus Gaudreau and Kachuk. Um, but you get Huberto but you have balance down the middle, back on side, so the three C, Lindholm up front, Kadri on the side. It's just gonna be a very good team. And Daryl Sutter is gonna have a field day working with these guys. Hats off to them for getting it done. I think it's very good value for him. It kind of reminds me of the Hampus Lindholm contract. Um overall just very good for the Flames. Uh they're very they're gonna be a very good team. Uh they'll definitely finish first or second in the Pacific. um, Yeah, just very good for getting that done because it, it kind of was getting iffy whether they were going to get it done or not. Kind of like the Robertson deal, you know, time was ticking, but Wegar was going to play anyway. There was no telling if Robertson would have had like a like knee a, uh, lander situation where he sat out till December and then played. You know, it just remains to be seen, but, you know, hats off to all those teams getting those players signed. Um, a lot of those are pretty high-caliber players. Uh, It's very early to jump the gun, but, man, we're all going to be on Austin Matthews' watch come, you know, (laughs) next offseason right away uh, because he'll be eligible to sign an extension. It'll be curious to see if, you know, if we get a Nathan McKinnon-type deal where it gets done the year before. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, like, how that all plays out there in Toronto. Uh, Another player that's heating up in the trade talks is Jacob Chikrin it's no secret he's miserable and he wants to get out of Arizona and Arizona's just, they're not going to be a good hockey team. They're not trying to be, um, they got a slew of draft picks to the point where, you know, it, it you know, they're not, they're, they're definitely rebuilding for the future. It's, it's just very apparent. It's very obvious and that's okay. um, It remains to be seen where he's going. I think there's a there, like everybody's in the mix. I think somewhat realistically, Ottawa's in the mix. The Blues, I want to say the Canucks have been. The Oilers have been mentioned, and the Devils have been mentioned, and I want to say the price tag for him has dropped, but it's still going to cost you at least a prospect and a first round pick to probably get him. Chickering's 24 years old. He's an offensive defenseman. Uh, when he is healthy and at his best, he does look like a true franchise defenseman. But, you know, he, he's been a little unhealthy. He's got the wrist issue. But still a very good player. I mean, he's two seasons removed from a career year where he set career highs and everything. Uh, he plays power play minutes. Uh, to get a guy like that, um, yeah, it's going to cost you a lot. So if, if you're the Devils, do you make that move? Um, bleacher report puts something out, you know, just five teams that could be interested and in, you know, they had Columbus, Detroit, the Devils, Ottawa. So basically they, they pinpointed teams that have the arsenal to pull off such a move, which I get it. If you're if you're gonna go off of that, that's fine. It makes somewhat of sense, but that doesn't mean it's correct to a degree. Like, realistically should Ottawa do it? Yes, uh, Ottawa probably should. Um, their back end, I think, is the weakest point on that team. Goaltending got short up. They brought in Talbot, uh, tandems with Forsberg. Not horrible. Up front, their top six could be lethal. It should be very fun hockey to watch. But their back end's like their weak point. They probably could use another defenseman. No telling if Sanderson is ready. I haven't really. Paid much attention, but outside of Shabbat, fairly thin. But if you're the Devils, do you make that move? So, a good trade comparable for Chikrin is Hampus Lindholm. So, last year, the Boston Bruins traded Euro Vakaninen, a first round pick, two second round picks. For Hampus Lindholm. And they also went ahead and gave him an eight-year extension. Okay, so if you're going simply off that, you would have to... And Vakanainen was a highly regarded prospect, but he wasn't the Bruins' top prospect. But they they traded a veteran D and got a prospect. Okay, which is fine. The, The Ducks are rebuilding, and it makes sense. So if you're the Coyotes... Okay, well, the Devils are not, not parting ways with Luke Hughes and Simone Nemec. It's just not happening. So if they had to take a prospect, it would probably be either Alexander Holtz, I'd say Fabian Zetterlund, even maybe Dawson Mercer. Not sure about Sharon Govich, but he could probably be tossed around in trade talks. Most likely Alexander Holtz would would be my my bet out of all the prospects for for to go the other way in a trade like that and then you're also probably throwing in a first and maybe a second round pick but is that does, is that logical for the devils i'm going to say no and i only say that because so this isn't like the tampa bay lightning where you've seen them to the point where like they've made the finals three of the last four years they've won two stanley cups they've you know. <laughs> they're 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 playing contention hockey, serious contention hockey for a Stanley Cup. Okay, the Devils are not there. So they don't need to sacrifice completely everything to get there. I mean, this is a team that, yeah, they finished in the basement. This is a basement dweller hockey team right now. And after all the moves that have been made, this is a team that's looking to take the next steps going forward. This is a team that is trying to become a playoff team to build a winning culture so they're not quite there to make a move to solidify themselves yet i think if the devils came off last year uh, and have the prospect pool to pull it off and they finished maybe they got eliminated in the second round then it's like okay yeah go trade for chikran bolster your back end and make the move they're not there yet, I don't think, and it wouldn't be worth sacrificing. Now, granted, he's under contract three more years at $4.6 million, which is a complete bargain. Um, I'm not really sure what other team... like You have a contending team do that easily, like a team like Toronto, if they could manage the cap, or a team like Carolina, who, even though they're contenders, they have one of the best prospect pools in the league. You know, they could probably pull off a move as such. So... It'll be interesting to see where he goes, but yeah, it's, it's something the Devils should completely avoid in my opinion. You know, it'd be really exciting, but I don't I don't think the Devils are there and and they're they're very stacked on the back end right now. I mean, where would he play? I mean, unless you're sliding Graves to the third pair. And giving Chickering top line minutes, and you're putting Ball back in the minors, and Smith as a seventh. It just, I think the Devils did enough to address the back end where they don't need to, unless you're giving on the back end more. Like you're parting ways, also. Like you're, like Kevin Ball's not going to get it done. Granted, he came over from Arizona anyway in the Taylor Hall trade, so. Eh. Some of the devil should completely avoid, but definitely the world is on chicken watch. I think if he's not dealt, you know, in the next coming two months, I'd say his name will definitely he'll, he'll probably be dealt by the deadline. And you'll see contending teams, you know, go in for it because I maybe mean, if you're trying to push for a Stanley Cup, his contract is a complete bargain. I mean, it's if you're, you know, if you're trying to get some depth and get quality talent, that that would definitely be the way to do it. Um, good for Chickering If he does get moved, he gets what he wants and good for the coyotes on whatever return they get. Um, and that's it. And the other fun news that came out, which I actually would kind of be all for it is the Mitch Marner could possibly play defense. Um, he's small, but he does defend well. Um, he kills penalties I think a couple – I want to say it was either 2018, 2019. Don't remember which season it was, but round one against the Boston Bruins. Like That guy legitimately made me nervous because he was so good on the penalty kill. And he, like, if you just messed up on the power play and he was there, uh, he's going to make you pay for it. He uh, plays with great speed. Uh, he's, he had a 97-point season. Uh, Wouldn't shock me if he hits the century point mark this year. Um, But it'd be like a Brent Burns situation. It's not the first time a winger has transitioned back, and you're seeing the game evolve into the back end is very offensive. Like teams want the blue line to jump into the rush, get in on the action. Okay, well, Mitch Marner is that guy. He's not afraid to get into the action he, he, he can definitely produce uh wouldn't shock me if he put up Kel mccarr like numbers from the back end but you saw brent burns do it he transitioned from wing to d and he's been very good at that since making his transition i don't think marner will do that full time but i think sheldon keith might get might get a little funky and and do it and you know that could be really fun to watch um you know we all poop on the Maple Leafs a little bit and just make our jokes and our chirps. A lot of it's warranted due to their first round uh, play. But, you know, overall, the Leafs are a very fun team to watch. They're very talented, very skilled. And, you know, watching guys like Marner and Matthews, that's a must-watch hockey. And a team I'm always, you know, wanting to turn my TV on to watch them. And it would be kind of fun to see him transition to D. But, folks, this is all I got for tonight. Uh, This was a lot of fun. A lot to talk about. Um, The next you'll hear from me will be Tuesday. We'll be doing previews. uh, Devil's opening night rosters. Uh, We'll just talk about the game going into Philly. Opening night putt drop for the Devils going into Philly. Um, You know, there will be some games on that night anyway. Uh, Even though the NHL already opened their, their season in Prague with the The Sharks and the Preds. Uh, We'll see some doubleheader action with the the Rangers and the Lightning and the Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, you know, hockey's going to be back in full swing. Um, I will be moving to two episodes a week. Uh, Trying my best to, at least. Uh, I'll be doing recordings on Tuesday and Saturday, so the episode should be out on Wednesday and Sunday. There will be some pretty fun segments. I do want to do questions and you know, get fans as involved as much as I can, Uh, follow me on Twitter, it's at Fire Podcast, and I have an Instagram, which is the Fire and Ice Podcast, underscores between each word, Um, I'll definitely be trying to run content on those as well, just live tweeting, live game highlights, you know, just doing my best, and we'll just be doing, you know, two episodes a week, just covering the games, and, you know, talking hockey news as well, and, And that's all I got. So, folks, just enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fall weather. Even go ahead and enjoy yourself some playoff baseball. Uh, Just a beautiful weekend of baseball all weekend. Then you got football Sunday, college football Saturday. Wherever you live, enjoy the nice fall weather. And have a good weekend. So take care and enjoy. Thank you.